TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Due to contractual obligations, uh, we will spend a significant portion of this segment with Shana Goldman from The Athletic talking about goaltending. It's in Marty's contract, and we feel like we haven't exhausted this quite frankly. Oh, Marty, you oh, got whoa. digital. Look at, this, look at this physical effect. I, gotta, I love it. I got to move. Maybe, maybe I touch a wire. You I just touch a never wire, know sorry. what you're going to get with goaltending. Shana, the goaltending uh, world is fascinating once again, not only here in Buffalo, where just a week ago, Devin Levi was in Rochester. Now he's victorious against the Boston Bruins and Lukanen remains sick and Comrie remains winless since his first game. But you look around what's happened in Calgary with the Markstrom injury and now Toronto with the wall injury and Carolina can't get a save and on and on and on and on it goes. How many times have we asked you, is the goalie carousel ever going to start spinning here? And are we going to see movement among the ranks? You would think, right? If any year is a prime market for goalie movement, it's right now. But general managers like us don't understand goaltending. So they're so hesitant to make a move and making an in-season move with goaltending is all the more difficult. But if you're going to do it, like the time is now, you don't want to do this at the deadline where you say Mm -hmm. you have a month and a half to adjust to a new system and a new goalie coach and a new everything. And on and also on an individual level, just like get your mindset right of being somewhere else. You know, you want to have more time, the more time, the better. That's why we see off-season goalie movement more than in-season. But like you got 70% of the season at this point. So if you're going to make a change, you should be thinking about it sooner than later. And when you see injuries pop up, like the pressure goes on a little bit more. I feel like we just need one team to make a move. The second one team makes a move, one goalie trade, one goalie on waivers, something. We will get more. But until that happens, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? Although we did have three shutouts last night, Cam Talbot. Uh, we had Peter Morazek and we had um, Casey the Smith with the Vancouver Canucks. So um, it can come from everywhere. But if I was asking you, Shana, this or that, who is the better of these two goalies, Aiden Hill or Cam Talbot? Two guys that probably wouldn't put at the top of the list. Who would be your pick between Aiden Hill and Cam Talbot? This or that? For the rest of the season? For the rest yeah, of for the rest okay. of the season. Okay, I'm going to go Aiden Hill. My hot take. I'm going to go Aiden Hill. Um, I am thrilled for Cam <laughs> Talbot. I know he's Nuffer's giving you the thumbs up. He's liking it, but yes. Yeah, like, listen, I think it's fantastic what's going on for Cam Talbot right now. Um, I had my doubts. I was the first one to say, I didn't think he was going to be great in LA. Mm-hmm. I think that 
from what I've seen of his career, I think that he's done better behind a little bit of chaos. But Mm -hmm. at this point in his career, I don't think that would be the case. And I think Ottawa kind of showed that last year. He was slightly below average, but he was bad behind a defensive team like Minnesota the year before that. So it was really tricky to project how he was going to be behind L.A. But, you know, if you're going to be in a position to succeed, the Kings are one of the best teams to be behind. They have a good offense this year. Finally, they're finishing their chances, something new for them. Plus, they're really stopped defensively. So all that works in their favor. But he's been excellent. Having said that, we don't know how goalies age. None of us do. The goalies don't even know how they age. Experts don't even know. So we don't know how that's going to last all season long. And obviously, in a system like the Kings have, I think that he has a better chance of success long term than he would elsewhere. But I also wouldn't bet on him for the entire season, which is why we all know they might think about things at the deadline. Aiden Hill, on the other hand, I mean, he doesn't have to be super busy behind L.A., but I think that he's been better. Um, this season, he's like second in goal save to have expected, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, behind Thatcher Demko on Evolving Hockey. And on the other hand, we saw him be good behind a bad Coyotes team before, so I have a little bit more faith in him. Yeah, I agree, and I'm not going to take anything away from the Stanley Cup winner. So Aiden Hill deserves to hold on to that title for a while. The interesting development with goaltending as it pertains to coaching, because we know the cliche, give us one and you'll get the other as far as you know, um, being... Uh, measured on success the Oilers had no goaltending it cost their coach his job now they are getting enough goaltending to win consistently the wild are in the same boat save for last night yes they lost to Vancouver but they've been getting Gustafson has been so much better here lately what does this all mean Shana I mean are we like because we assumed Edmonton was going to make a move for goaltending now I feel like that's a back burner thing. Um, Minnesota, I don't think we were expecting them to make a move. But Carolina, don't they have to make a move? My goodness, watch Rod Brindamore's 72nd postgame presser last night, and you're like, this, yeah. is not, this is not going well for the Hurricanes. Yeah, like the Wild, they never expected to make a move. I just figured they'd rebound. And I think changing out at least their penalty-killing coach was mm-hmm. warranted. Because that wasn't just a goaltending problem. That was an everybody problem. But, you know, the team is playing better. You could see a five-on-five, how they're trending in the right direction. And they really weren't bad defensively all year. Like, they really weren't a five-on-five. But the goaltending made it look worse. Because any mistake ended up in the back of the net. So I kind of felt like they were going to be fine. They just needed at least average goaltending, which now they're getting. And now they're picking up the player in front of the net. Kaprizov and Boldy were slow. So now that they're you know, picking it up and you see, you know, the return of Jared Spurgeon is huge for someone like Jacob Middleton that even now their top pair is playing at the level you expect them to be. I thought they were going to be fine. The Oilers should still make a move for goaltending. If I'm them, you have far too much riding on this in next season because the Leon Dreisaitl contract situation, like you don't, the clock's ticking, but they don't have all the money in the world. And they have that, you know, giant weight of Jack Campbell's contract that they were always going to be in a tricky spot. So mm-hmm. if I'm them, I'm still looking for a low key option. I wouldn't overspend there because I think it's not the only position they should address. They should do something on defense too. So <laughs> good luck to Ken Holland and Jeff Jackson, apparently, because they're sharing the committee. But if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you need to get on the market for a goaltender. You don't know how long Frederick Anderson's out. Antti Ranta, who generally we would say when he's healthy, he'll be fine, has not been fine. And Kochekov, yes, he's heating up as of late. I'm still not completely sold. You have one of the best defenses in the league. And if your goaltending can't manage the workload that they're given, I would want a little bit more. Like, at what point are they going to make a big splash? At what point are the Canes going to do something to push their chances along? Do either of you think Peter Morazic is the answer in a return to Carolina? No. (laughs) Um, I think think it could be. I think the problem with Carolina... 
but he's, yeah, yeah he but is. he's, but he had, he had a good play there. And I think there's some familiarity that, that Don Waddell would appreciate, but the problem is with a, a Mirazic trade and, and any goalie trade with Carolina is you're going to have to take a goalie back. Who are you taking? Right. Right. Are you taking Ranta? Who's uh, injuries? Are you taking, you're not taking Anderson. I think Carolina says we've got to keep Anderson. And I don't think they part ways with Kachekov. So it's Ranta. I don't know that anybody would want anti Ranta back because of the history there with injury. And it doesn't seem to work well uh, for them. But I, we talked about goaltending, but I don't think that's the reason why the San Jose Sharks are winning now. Um, if people are not watching the Sharks, at least they're fun. They, they yeah. are fun to watch. They came back against the Islanders, came back against Detroit, you know, ruining Patrick Kane's return last night. Um, is this a new way of playing for the Sharks? Uh, they didn't start good 0-10-1 to first 11, but now they seem to be rolling. Yeah, it's it's so odd. I, I don't know if it's the Sharks doing something better, and I feel like they've been pretty good on the road, right? Like we hadn't seen them much on the road, and now we are. And you look at the game against New Jersey, I think that was a matter of bad goaltending from the Devils. You look at the game against the Rangers, and it looked like the Rangers just took their foot off the gas because they played the Sharks, and next thing you know, it's a 6-5 game. The Islanders, it's the same thing. They're one of the worst third-period teams in the league, so who could have seen them losing a 4-1 lead? They have, I think, the second-to-worst third-period goal differential in the league. Then you go to the Red Wings, and they've been playing really well. But we did see them let a lead slip away against Buffalo the other day. But I just think it's more of the Sharks, like a no quit attitude. And I have a lot of criticisms for David Quinn as a coach. I mm-hmm. I mean, I could, the list is long, but the one thing I did notice in New York was a level of resilience that the Rangers didn't have before he came in. So I wonder if that is something going on here. Maybe he lets the players play a little bit looser when they're down in games, which is a score effects thing. But I think the other thing is everybody not taking the Sharks seriously because of their horrendous start that we all saw I think everybody's underestimating them and they go out to these leads and then you go into a defensive shell and think that you'll be fine when you can't do that not against anybody including the Sharks okay quickly Duffer I want to jump this because we talked goaltending Vili Uso I mean they made the move Detroit right and um look Alex Lyon has had a good start James Reimer to a certain extent has a, had a good start is Vili Uso a, an issue for the uh, the Detroit Red Wings right now I mean, a little bit. I think like he's been slightly above average this season before that game. It's yes. not it's not been all horrible. It hasn't been all great. It was like a very good start, a very slow stretch, and now he started picking it up again before last night. So I actually still like him enough as a one A, but I think Alex Lyon is definitely the one B I would go with over James Reimer. Yeah. And he's proving that with every start. I don't know if we're to the point where Lyon's gonna start stealing starts from him per se. But I think you can. They should ride with the you know the hot hand. I think they're getting better offensively. I think they've improved elsewhere. You know, like all over the ice, really. So now you just need the goaltending to be a little bit more stable. Now that they've kind of trended in the right direction after completely crashing back down to earth, but they do need a little bit more from him. So, do you have a goaltender in mind who's going to be the first one traded? Uh, Jake Allen, probably. I think Allen after that San Montebo extension became the most expendable because nobody wants a three goalie system. But in that same line of thinking, I would be contemplating James Remmer if I'm the Red Wings too. I think that they could use it like another forward or even just picks that you can, you know, flip at a later date. I would just want to, you know, move out Reimer, focus on the two I have and roll with that. 
Well, word is, is that Caden Primo will get the start against the Sabres tomorrow. So they went Montembeau back-to-back games, and now they're going to Caden Primo. I mean, if you're Jake Allen, you're saying, am I a part of the Montreal moving forward? I think you're probably right. He'd be the one on the top of my list for a team to acquire. And look, he has you know, another year on his contract. You're not just getting a rental for the end of the year. You're getting a guy for next year as well that could be a veteran in your room and give you solid goaltending. Dana, yeah. on the podcast earlier this week, I uh, prompted Marty with a question. And most of the time, it's very spontaneous and we end up being on the same page. Uh, I said, Ooh. Marty, pick a player or a team that you feel deserves some attention right now. And his answer almost brought me to tears because I am in love with this player. Who would you want to talk about right now around the league that deserves even more attention? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. No, I don't. It doesn't have to be the same guy. I I want her to guess who we guess. I want it to be fun. I want it to. And he had a monster game for a team that beat a Buffalo Sabres record with now 11 wins to start the season on the road. Connor Ingram. No, that was <laughs> LA I'm talking about. LA last oh. night. <laughs> I'm guessing Quentin, the player. And I was like, Yeah, Quentin Byfield. Quentin Byfield. Oh, okay. That's a see, that's a good one. Okay, and, so now we need to spend more time in the same room so you can get the same wa- wavelengths. Like on Zoom, it gets interrupted. You saw my connection before, and it was yeah. like all scrambly. So that's why we need it to be in the same room more often. And we're going to dig a little spoon tunnel from Long Island to Buffalo. And we'll be able to just like <laughs> so, rip The Erie Canal is going to be, be alive and well again. Who's your guy? Who's your guy then that you think has just been, wow, I can't, I'm so enjoying watching this player take the next step or just dominating in general. That's your Demko. Yeah. I'm okay. pumped for him. I love it. I think that the Vancouver market is a tough one. We all focus on like, Edmonton and Toronto and rightfully so like Toronto's the center of the universe of course we're talking about Toronto all the time but I am excited for Demko I think last year was really uncharacteristic for him and with goaltenders like we don't know if that was the start of a new trend or that was the outlier season and I think a lot of us bet on him rebounding this year but that puts pressure on him to actually reach those expectations and I think he's done that with flying colors he's been outstanding i think he's playing at a pace that nobody could keep up but then again i didn't think Saros could keep up last year's pace and just in the year before that because we're seeing numbers that like we've never seen before against mm. some of the best shooters and some of the most offensive seasons we've seen in years but the way he's playing is stealing them games the way he's playing is being that game breaker i feel like everyone's talking about hughes for the heart and i think we need more goaltenders in the heart conversation it is goalie erasure that we don't have that right now yeah, wow. it is definitely uh, not trending right for the goalies, but I feel like when Jose Theodore won the MVP, that kind of ruined it because he shouldn't have won the MVP that year, but that's okay. Uh, we've had our moments. Um, yeah. I love that you're – are you a believer in the Vancouver Canucks now? Because I remember two, three weeks ago you said no, <laughs> not at all. No, I, saw, I, I thought that they had a lucky start, that they were going to turn into a good stretch. You know, like they just needed to keep improving while they had the luck. And I felt like they weren't doing enough. But I think that we're seeing these improvements and it looks like even management kind of has things, you know, in the right direction. And when you see guys like Kuzmenko struggling to have Lafferty step up in the way he has, like they've been good and they're exciting. Like I'm pumped to watch them every night. Okay, we got to fly. We have a new segment called Who's the Bigger Jerk? It is next here on Sabres Live. Shana, have a great (laughs) weekend. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 